The light and peace of Jesus Christ be with you, and also with you. We've come together in the name of Christ to offer our praise and thanksgiving, to hear and receive God's holy word, to pray for the needs of the world and to seek the forgiveness of our sins, that by the power of the Holy Spirit we may give ourselves to the service of God. Let us confess our sins to God our Father. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour, in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault, by what we have done and by what we have failed to do. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may serve you in newness of life, to the glory of your name. Amen. May the God of love and power forgive you and free you from your sins, heal and strengthen you by his Spirit, and raise you to new life in Christ our Lord. Amen. The day is almost over and the evening has come. Let us pray with one heart and mind. As our evening prayer rises before you, O God, so may your Spirit come down upon us to set us free to sing your praise for ever and ever. Amen. The reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. Christ, the power and wisdom of God. For the message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God the world did not know God through wisdom, God decided through the foolishness of our proclamation to save those who believe. For Jews demand signs and Greeks desire wisdom, but we proclaim Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. For God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom, and God's weakness is stronger than human strength. What's the craziest thing that you ever heard? Well, perhaps if someone had told you two years ago that we would be in a global lockdown, that schools would be closed for months and all but essential shops would be closed and most people would work or have lessons from home and that it would be illegal to attend religious services or eat in a restaurant, you probably would think that was right up there amongst the craziest things that you ever heard. But here we are. In the first century, in the Greek-speaking world, during the golden age of rhetoric, logic and philosophy, these virtues were held up as the pinnacle of sophistication and civilization. But into this intimidating arena comes a new message, a new teaching, that seems so totally mad, so completely illogical and subversive that it had to be amongst the craziest, albeit intriguing things that had ever been heard. It came out of Judaism, a race and religion that the Greeks and Romans distrusted because, amongst other things, they had only one God, who the Jews claimed was the only God, 
and that all the other gods were fake news. The Jews themselves largely saw this new message as scandalous, a stumbling block, and contrary to their understanding of how their God worked. But what was the message? What was so upside down and world-flipping that it would be met with such scorn, derision and mockery? Was it that God would become a man? No, that was not it. The Greeks and the Romans loved to anthropomorphize their gods. The problem was with what this one God of God did once he became a man. Being born a baby in the back end of the Roman Empire probably didn't help much. Being born of a despised race in, a po in poverty wasn't great either, nor was failing to become a great warrior going to help. The worst thing of all, though, was that this God dies, and more off-putting still was that he died a humiliating death, one reserved for criminals, and he does so willingly, like a lamb to the slaughter, not even putting up a fight. Now that, said the Greeks, was moria, meaning foolish, absurd, or crazy. It seems so unfathomable, and yet, viewed from another angle, so clever, so very clever indeed. The great apostle explains, For God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom, and God's weakness is stronger than human strength. The cross has a power of its own. St. Paul and other Christians found that when they told the story of the cross, Yes, some mocked, but also that it had a power to it that was different to anything that any human could have come up with. God's folly is greater than the best of human wisdom. God's supposed weakness is so much greater than any human power, which looks so insipid in comparison. As New Testament scholar Tom Wright puts it, in the cross of Christ, God confronts the world of posturing power and prestige in order to set up his own kingdom, a kingdom in which the weak and the foolish find themselves just as welcome as the strong and the wise, if not more so. The panorama of history has borne this truth out. A seemingly obscure event that happened on a hill outside the city of Jerusalem has become arguably the most significant event in all of recorded history, if we are to judge it based on the influence it has had on the entirety of Western and other civilizations ever since. The shockwaves of this event are still being felt, as the power of the cross continues to offend and astonish, as people and communities are changed and transformed, as vast numbers realize and experience the fact that God loves them so much that he gave his one and only Son, so that all who believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. What about us? Do we dismiss the cross and look for an alternative, any alternative? Nothing is more challenging than facing up to the realisation that we need help, we need forgiveness and we need healing. We are totally lost, on the wrong side of a great chasm with God on the far side. But such is the height and depth of his love for us that he has thrown us a lifeline, more than that, built a bridge. All is well once we take that first step. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy.
Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. The Collect for the Second Sunday of Lent. Eternal God, give us insight to discern your will for us, to give up what harms us, and to seek the perfection we are promised in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Collect for Evening Prayer. Grant, O Lord, that the word which we hear this day may so take root in our hearts that we, living in accordance with your holy will, may ever praise and magnify your glorious name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. For our intercessions, the response to Lord in your mercy is, hear our prayer. As God has called us, so we come to him in the place of prayer. We pray for this college and for all schools and places of education. We ask you to help and bless all pupils, students, teachers, lecturers, support staff and parents. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the world, particularly during this global pandemic. Help the nations to work together as never before so that none are excluded from the help they need. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for our families and friends, those we see each day and those we miss. Help us to cherish one another as we live the loving way of your commands. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We remember before you those who have died, and for those who miss their physical presence, have mercy on them. May they and we in our turn rest in the peace of your enfolding. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We give you thanks for the loving example of Jesus, who is obedient even to death and strengthens us in all goodness. Merciful Father, accept these our prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. The concluding prayers and blessing. In peace we will lie down and sleep. For you alone, Lord, make us dwell in safety. Abide with us, Lord Jesus, for the night is at hand and the day is now past. As the night watch looks for the morning, so do we look for you, O Christ. May God bless us, that in us may be found love and humility, obedience and thanksgiving, discipline, gentleness and peace. Amen.